Hello, and welcome to the Girls Going Corporate podcast, where we discuss all things career networking to empower you to go after your dream career. My name is Rosa Stansel. Today, I'm joined by Kathy DeBrius, who is a marketing coordinator at Michael Kors. Kathy shares her story about finding her first full-time entry-level role and everything she learned in the process. From tips and advice on how to make this process less overwhelming, trusting the timing of everything, breaking down what an entry-level job is actually like, to getting real about the post-grad transition. Kathy is the first guest on Girls Going Corporate, who is currently in her first full-time entry-level post-grad role. So her insight and perspective is fresh and relatable, and I'm so excited for you all to hear. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hi, Kathy, and welcome to Girls Going Corporate. Hi, Rosa. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course. I'm so excited to have you today. Um, I'd love for you to just sort of start out by introducing yourself and telling us a bit more about how you got to where you are today. Yes, of course. So, hey, everyone. Um, I'm Kathy, and I am a marketing coordinator for Michael Kors. Um, I'm 23 years old. I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. And I am class of 2021 uh, from Howard University. So that's just a little bit about me, my little introduction there. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because you are currently in your first full-time role. Um, And so far, I've only had people who are further down in their careers. And I think it's always good to hear from someone who isn't, you know, as far away from where you're at in your life. So I'm really excited to get your like really fresh perspective. Um, So first, I'd love for you to talk about the very first step of landing your first entry-level role, which is the application process. I think this is something a lot of people, including myself, are going through right now. So I just love to hear how your experience was in that for you and some things you learned throughout that process. Yeah, of course. Ooh, okay. So where do I begin? Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. The application pro- process is like finding a job is a job in itself. Okay. So um, for me, um, I just, maybe I'll start back to when I was like a senior in college. I'm going to be honest, like it kind of overwhelms me um the idea of like the first full-time role and I was applying to jobs and you know yeah I would apply to things but it was still a little overwhelming so I didn't put the necessary like effort that I Mm -hmm. soon learned later on that you really needed to put into like finding a a job because I was just kind of submitting applications and just like putting it, you know, be in the air and just kind of waiting for something to happen. But yeah. as yeah. I'll get into a little later, like, you know, there's there's way more to it. Um, so ultimately, honestly, I graduated. I didn't have anything lined up. And so that was kind of like a lot, which I can talk about a little later. But um, I would say a couple months um, post-grad, I started to really realize like, okay, listen, I really, you know, want to take this a lot more seriously. I really want to land the role. And that's when I started to take the job hunt process a lot more seriously. So what that looked like for me was just, I would attend like these little networking events or like these little conferences. Um, My friend shared something with me um, 
it was like something with media and like I just attended and I was just able to network and just kind of learn more about the industry. That's probably similar to, you know, events you may have on campus. Um, but I just found certain things I could join on LinkedIn. So in that way, like I was just able to learn more things. So that was kind of like step one. And then in that they had like these resume workshops. So I took a lot of time working on my resume and creating a portfolio and really, really working on that and reaching out to like old professors and advisors to like help um, have them, you know, look things over. And um, what else did I do? So I was doing that. I was remember I was doing some like mock interviews. So I was doing all of these things to kind of prepare me to be the best candidate. So that's like number one. And when it came to actually applying to jobs, um, I would apply, to, I would like find a role maybe on LinkedIn or, you know, something that I found from going to one of these um, conferences and I would just apply and I would find the recruiter or somebody in talent acquisition on LinkedIn or somebody on the team from the role that I applied to. And I would just reach out to them um, and I would say like, hi, you know, my name is Kathy Debrius. I'm interested in this role or, you know, your position. I would love to learn more about um, your, your job. And, you know, honestly, not a lot of people reached back out to me, but I was still putting it out there, you know? Um, yes. And so, you know, it was just a lot of like hustling and doing that. And, um, you know, even though I was applying to so many jobs, I also made myself a tracker. I made a little spreadsheet to just actually see like, okay, what jobs have I applied to, the status of it. And honestly, that helped me so much because, you know, you could say I've been applying to so many jobs. And then you actually look at your track and you're like, wait, I only applied to this many. Mm -hmm. Or I never reached out to this recruiter or, you know, I never actually interviewed for this. And also, even though I applied to like, I'll be real, I applied to like 40 jobs. I have 40 mm -hmm. jobs on that tracker. <laughs> and I only had like just a percentage of those actually landed me interviews. And so long story short, me having the tracker was just a way for me to hold myself accountable. And I want to say like, um, it was a process like all, me doing all of that um, to actually landing my role, it took six months for me to like actually land something. And within those six months, I was having interviews. I was making it to final rounds. I was, you know, I did projects. I did like um, whole math assessments and Excel things and put decks together just to get like rejections. And so all of that was super hard, but I knew ultimately like if you're putting in that work and you're applying, you're bound to get something. So, you know, like I said, I was putting in all that work and getting all those rejections. I don't know if y'all know that TikTok sound. That's like another one. Thank you. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah that's, that, that was me like every, every other day with my emails getting rejections. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, um, and I can get into how I landed my specific role at MK, but um out of nowhere, I, a recruiter actually reached out to me on LinkedIn and she told me about the internship program at um, Capri Holdings, which owns like, you know, Michael Kors, Versace and Jimmy Choo. And, um, you know, at the time I was looking for a full-time role, but I needed something. And I was like, you know what, an internship is just 
at least a way for me to get my foot in the door. So I was open to it. And we had an initial call. It went really well. She told me she wanted me to come in for an actual interview. So I went in and I interviewed with her as well as somebody higher up on in HR. It went so well that they were like, you know what? Actually, we don't want you for the interview. Like, we want to find a full-time role for you. And I was like, wait, oh my gosh. You know, I was really <laughs> excited about that. And um, they literally, like, they they listened to, you know, my background. I walked them through my background and kind of, like, my interests. And I obviously, you know, had a very limited understanding of the industry. So I was just kind of, like, describing what I thought I liked. And so they ended up placing me on the brand marketing team, which was a really good fit for what I described. Um, and yeah, so I think that was that was just really dope how that came to be. So no, I didn't technically apply for my job, but I will say for me, you know, applying so much and doing my interviews and that whole six month process of, you know, getting my resume together, um, fixing my LinkedIn and like reaching out to all these, you know, um, people on LinkedIn and like recruiters and et cetera, et cetera. I think it honestly prepared me so much for that final interview with MK that by the time I had the interview with them, I was just so used to it and I was very comfortable. It was honestly very conversational. I knew how to speak to my background. Um, I knew more so about like you know, I, I've spoken to like all these different companies and learned about their programs. So I had an idea of like what sounded good for me. So mm-hmm. it all, even though it was like, it sucked in the moment, like getting all those rejections, it did prepare me for um, my, my uh, me landing my role. And also what was cool is that like that, I went from, you know, getting all those rejections and, you know, over months to getting two offers in like the same week. So, yeah, so yeah, um, just long story short, like it's a process, it's not easy. And um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to shed that light because, you know, it's not as easy as just submitting an application and landing a role. Absolutely. And I think that that's really like, good and relatable to hear. It's definitely an overwhelming process because there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty and a lot of, you know, rejections as, you know, you mentioned, and even like me so far, I just started this process and I've already got my fair share of no's as well. And like, that's just part of it. But I think I really like that you said it, it really, even those no's, it's all part of like the learning process to get you to where you are. Um, And even like the tracker, like you said, that's something I just started too. And it definitely is super helpful because it helps you realize, like you said, how much you apply, like how many you apply to, you know, where they are, how much, you know, money they are, that you can get from it, exactly. um, things like that. And even like how you said you had like a status tab and I have also been trying to reach out to people. So like I put a tab in mind that like has like contact name. So if I could find a contact, mm-hmm. or if I set up a meeting, add that in there. So I think that's definitely great advice for sure. Um, and yeah, it can be a lot, but it's definitely, like you said, it's important to like keep your mindset and like motivated um, and like believe in yourself and that you will be able to land something. Um, yeah. And for you, like you ended up, we've, t- you know, we talked about like in this role, it's like actually like very amazing, awesome role. And it's like hard to land that role at, you know, for your entry level role. So it's, you know, trust the timing of things kind of, I feel like, especially for your experience, it sounds like. 
No, definitely. And I also want to say like rejection is redirection and what's for you is truly for you because I remember, okay, I was like really sad that I didn't land a role in, you know, for another company that is based in Ohio. No shade to anybody from Ohio, (laughs) but I just know that like if I was there, I would not be happy there. So, and I remember I was so sad that I didn't get this job, but you know, it, it is, it is true. Like if I got that job, I wouldn't, you know, be working in New York city and, you know, actually at a fashion company that, you know, I, you know, that's a little more known in the industry, I should yes. say. And yes. then, yeah, also like even me, I remember I was applying to even beauty and even though I love beauty, I know I wanted to work more so in fashion. And I was so sad that I got that rejection, but it's like, okay, no girl, like you're going to get exactly what you want, you know? So I would always say like, just keep your head up because yeah, like you're just getting, just because this one thing didn't work out, like you're going to get closer to what's actually for you. Exactly. And I think another thing too, to highlight that I've been learning recently too, is that you didn't have your role lined up as soon as you graduated and that's completely normal. And sometimes that actually opens you up to more opportunities. Um, and so I think that's something that I definitely am like, it's hard because I'm such a planner, but I'm like, it's okay. Yes. I don't have anything. And that could lead to something even better. So I think that's something for definitely people. I know it's hard. Like it's hard for me to think like that too, but if you're listening, like it's totally okay. And it could open you up to better things if you don't have something lined up right when you graduate. Yeah. And I say like, oh my God, it's so hard because like, you're going to naturally compare yourself to your peers, you know, the people who may be graduating early or landing these, you know, seemingly glamorous jobs and uh, moving to new cities when they graduate. And then maybe like, you don't have anything and you're stuck at home or, you know, like you, you just look at all these things, but honestly, like, and even talking to these peers who seemingly have like these amazing lives or whatever it's like no everybody's dealing with something yeah yeah they landed a cool role or what seems like a cool role but the company actually sucks they hate their boss you know or they're not happy or you know everybody's just dealing with something or even maybe if you're a little bit behind or you know you have to repeat another semester and stuff like I know somebody who did have to do that and she got a job like right away when she graduated, you know? So everybody's honestly on different timelines and as hard it is, as hard as it is not to compare yourself, I truly just like want you to remember that like you are okay. Like just literally focus on your timeline. Like you're okay. Exactly. And I think that's so important too, to like, just like tunnel vision, stay motivated, you know, don't look and compare, like you said, um, but so as you mentioned, I want to talk like back to your role. So you're currently in a coordinator role. And as I've been applying, I've been noticing that this like coordinator title is like a very common title for entry level roles at, you know, many companies, um, and across different industries. So what do you do, you know, as a coordinator and what are sort of the coordinator's responsibilities in general, would you say? Yeah. So I want to say like, in a sense, the coordinators are kind of like an assistant meets secretary meets project manager in a sense, right? So for me, I do, and and when you have an entry-level role, you're probably going to be doing some like admin type of things. And that's okay because, you know, you're not going to have the most glamorous job of like, 
you know, making the decisions and you, you might, you might, depending on like what company you're for, but especially if you're at a big company, that's probably not the space that you're going to be in, which is okay. Because as a coordinator, you are still in those rooms and you just get to learn. And there's such value in just getting to learn and observe how things actually work. So as a coordinator, um, some of my basic functions have been like, you know, setting up the meetings and um, making sure the agendas are up to date and actually leading these meetings, kind of like introducing um, the different agenda points and kind of like welcoming everyone, um, making sure that I take notes. And even though these things sound like very basic, it is very important because a lot of high level, high level execs or senior leadership rely on, you know, these meeting notes to to be accurate for them to refer back to because their schedules are so busy. So it is an important job and, um, you know, coordinating other executive schedules. Um, I also do things like I do competitives. So in the industry, you know, you just want to remain competitive. And so I, for each month, I will kind of research what other brand, how other brands are like celebrating certain holidays. Like for example, for March, I'm working on a competitive for International Women's Day. So how did other brands activate for this holiday? Or like maybe if somebody did a really cool collab, like I remember, you know, back in the summer when I first started, I did like the um, Louis Vuitton and um, Nike collab. So I just did a whole competitive on that. And um, what else do I do? I do recaps for like our seasonal activations. So when our global partners do like in-store activities, um, they'll send us, you know, pictures and kind of like the data behind how their in-store activities went. For example, like Valentine's Day and Mother's Day is something that we're working on right now. So they'll send us how those activities went in their markets. And I just kind of pull together a recap for it. Um, and yeah, I think I just, I really do support on a lot of projects, I would say. So just various projects like our GWP program, which is gift with purchase. And that's kind of like when you get like a little, you know, something for when you buy, spend a certain amount in store. So just kind of working with the vendor to create those products and then dealing with the logistics and shipping, just a whole bunch of stuff. But um, I would say that in a general sense, that's kind of like what I do, like, really supporting the brand marketing team with our functional needs and supporting on projects and things of that nature. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's great to hear because again, I think something we don't necessarily learn in school is like actually what these like different job titles do and they could definitely vary like at each company I'm learning as well, but I think that's just good to hear like how that's broken down and how you do all these different types of things in this coordinator role, because that is such a popular and common role to enter into after graduation. Um, Like coordinator, assistant, um, associate, like those are definitely like the titles you are probably going to land, at least like in, you know, this industry, I would say. Yeah. So that's good to hear also for like the people listening. If you're like trying to search for jobs and you don't know what to type into LinkedIn, those are good like words to know, like coordinator, assistant, associate to put at the beginning of like, or at the end of like marketing coordinator, um, like whatever you're interested in and use those coordinator, associate or assistant words to look for jobs as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so 
as you know, you're in this sort of supportive role and there can definitely be, you know, that learning curve for everyone in any job, but how can someone even in that entry level role, um, like a coordinator, you know, immediately add value to their team so that they're able to, you know, grow and learn and also like make their way up in the company if that's something that they're interested in doing. Um, I would say if you want to add value to the team, it's great to just, let me see. Hmm. I would say honestly, just being super eager and helpful goes a long way. Like showing up is half the battle as when they see that you're eager to learn, eager to support, eager to be a helping hand, like, you know, people remember that and they appreciate that. And I would say, put your effort into like, be like making making the team's life easier you know mm -hmm. that's how they remember you and that's how you kind of like add value to the team in a sense um and I think the other part of your question was how do you like make it work for yourself or sorry yeah no that was that was great exactly what you said I think that was like really good is like you said just looking to make them remember you and sort of I've also heard like make them like miss you if you weren't there. And so if you're really helping and like assisting and supporting them in that way, you will sort of create that um, thing where it's like you're irreplaceable because you're really adding um, a value to their day and what they're doing. So I think that's a really good point. Um, and now that you've, you know, sort of been in your role um, for almost a year now, I think, um, yeah. I'd love for you to talk about that transition from going to college to a full-time role moving to a new city, meeting new people, and sort of all that comes with, you know, entering that new chapter. Um, Cause I, I feel like I'm getting closer to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so much. So I just would love to hear about um, your experience in that transition. Yeah, I would say like mine wasn't as um, immediate, I would say, because I didn't quite have anything lined up. So for, and also because of the pandemic, I had to move back home, like I guess prematurely so I'm still finishing out school at home and I was still at home for a little bit um post-grad so but as far as like actually transitioning into you know working and things like that I would say um it's been an adjustment for sure uh but I would say having a routine for myself has made things really like work really well um for me and just has given me like more of a sense of stability um it's still something I'm like fixing you know even now like I just moved to a new apartment so that's something I'm getting more used to like this new commute um so but one definitely having a routine for yourself and as far as like being in a new city and you know making new friends whoo yeah that's hard and we're <laughs> still working on that one but um you know, that is something I at least want to put on people's radars. Like, it, it is hard. Like, when you're in a new city, you have to kind of, like, make new friends. And, you know, more people are going through it than you think. Like, I think on social media, sometimes we'll see people still have, like, these big friend groups. And, like, you know, you, you kind of want that, too. And you may find yourself lonely, especially if you move to a city that, like, none of your friends have moved to or you have no family in. And it, it is hard, but like you really truly have to put yourself out there because, you know, it's different from being on a college campus where you can just go to the bookstore or go to the student center or go to the cafe and like meet people all your age. 
now everybody's just like like you're just kind of like out in the world so it is hard but like you know you're not alone in it and you know like I said myself I'm still trying to figure that part out but um I know it just takes kind of putting yourself out there and honestly not looking at this as like a negative but like as like a clean slate too which is really cool like you can kind of create this new life yourself you can do what you want to do you know what I mean and I think I wanted to tie this back to another point about like um the conversation we were having before but even though like you want to make the people at your job kind of like remember you and be the best asset to them you want to make like the job work for you too so Um, I want to say like just be very intentional about what you want to gain from the role even if it's like not the most glamorous job or you know not what you envision yourself doing even if it's as simple as like okay this is a stepping stone for me to get to where I want to be Um, yeah like I don't really care about e-com but I like being in fashion I'm gonna like network and figure out who I need to talk to you know what I mean so like or I'm just gonna like gain certain skills and make sure I have these certain skills on my resume so that when I'm on to the next role I'm better equipped so yeah and and even if it's as as simple as like making your managers love you so that they give you a great letter of recommendation when you're on to the next place like that's really important so I just want to say like just also like make the company work for you so yeah so definitely like yeah and like you said like it's just putting in like whether it's your job whether it's like the new life you're like creating for yourself like like you said like giving it all you can and like putting in sort of like there's like a saying I think it's like what you put in you take hours you know what I'm trying to say um you know what you give to it you're gonna get back um and so I think that's really good advice just like in general and it definitely is a lot, but it's good to hear that like you're doing it and it's a process and it's totally normal. Like you said, you're not alone. Like so many people are going through the same thing um, and it's like scary a little bit for everybody. So I think that's also another good point to like remind ourselves about, even though it sometimes doesn't seem like there's all these other people going through the same thing. Yeah. And everybody's journey just looks different. I know. Oh my God. Social media is just horrible. <laughs> it's truly a highlight reel and yeah yeah they may have like you know a big friend group but you know maybe they're I don't know you just don't know what people are going through and like everybody has something that they're dealing with like everything is not as perfect as it seems so it's really hard but truly just take advantage of look look for the bright side of your situation Mm -hmm. and that's what I've had to learn too because you know, even sometimes now, if I, even though I question, like, you know, am I in the right city and stuff, like, I'm not going to let one factor um, take away from all the good in my situation, you know what I mean? Because I do have this job that, even though it's, I don't see myself in the corporate world forever, I'm going to leverage the connections and just being in the industry and, you know, the free uh, WWD articles I get every day, just to learn (laughs) much as I can you know what I mean so honestly it's just about it's about leverage truly leveraging your opportunity being intentional about like what you want or at least figuring out what you want and you know making things work for yourself so absolutely 
Yeah. And I think like you were saying, intentionality and mindset is like so important. And so to make sure that those are at the forefront of like, whatever you're doing is definitely like the, especially when you're entering a new stage. Um, but do you have any parting advice for anyone going through this process of finding their first full-time role? Yeah. Um, I would say because like, and let's say I'm speaking to people who are still in college right now and haven't entered that role yet. I would say like, know your worth and like, know that you can do it. I think I was so overwhelmed at the idea of like not being a student anymore and like being like working a real job. I was like, me, like, I, I can I do that? Like, I didn't think I was ready, but like truly, you know, the opportunity wouldn't be there if you weren't ready. And I think, you know, just, just have some confidence in yourself, know that you can do it. And if you don't know, like you, you have the capabilities to figure it out and no shade, but like after working, um, corporate and just seeing certain people in certain high positions and titles, but then learning that they really don't know what they're doing and they just <laughs> know how to finesse things. It's crazy. So it's like, listen, you're capable. You are so capable and you're way smarter than you think. And you got it. You literally have this just have the confidence in yourself, know that it just takes the work. And as long as you're putting the work in, like you're going to get something out of it. And yeah, I think that's amazing. I, that's amazing. I think knowing your worth is so important, especially like in this stage and trying to figure it out. So I think that's amazing parting advice. And thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on. Um, I love that, you know, you were just sort of in our shoes not too long ago. So um, I know that anyone listening will be able to really relate and learn from your perspective and experience um, starting your first job after graduation and whatnot. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything with us today. Of course. Oh, I have one last thing. Um, negotiate always, literally always. Always negotiate, even if they offer you something tell them you want some more because they got it and the worst they could say is no and I remember I was so a little like scared of saying that but then actually after working and seeing how much we spend on whatever I'm like oh like <laughs> you could slide me an extra 10k actually but you know just don't be afraid to be like oh you know this is my range this is what um you know I would like to receive and the worst they can say is no everybody gets it you know so yeah, that's just the last thing I have to say. <laughs> no, love that. Love going off on that. I think that ties back into knowing your worth. So um, yes, everyone know your worth. Thank you again for coming on, Kathy. I really appreciate it. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review and rating and follow Girls Growing Corporate on TikTok and Instagram and feel free to join our LinkedIn group as well, where we post lots of great opportunities. Thanks for listening and see you next time.